We come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We just thank you for your grace, Lord. May the words of your servant touch the hearts of everybody here, Father. May it deposit seeds of hope in their lives, Lord, that sprout up to be redwood trees, Lord, of hope, Father. Whatever they are going through, whatever they are battling, we, whatever we are battling our backs are against the wall lord hope father for we are your children and there is nothing that a father would not do for his child in jesus name amen, amen. so um yeah the lord gave me this and i'm just gonna hit it and uh, it might be a two-parter because i don't want to i don't want to be long but uh who knows first peter 5 8 first <laughs> peter 5 8 it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. So that means when the Lord puts somebody in your heart, pray for him. When the Lord tells you to text somebody and see how they're doing, do it. There's a verse you want to send somebody, do it. You never know what that person is going through. As you pray for them, you're praying for yourself. As you're praying for them, as you're suffering, you're praying for yourself. You're saying, Lord, I'm going to be obedient no matter what I'm going through for this person. We're on assignment. All right. The enemy is seeking, waiting watching who he can devour when you wake up in the morning you got a 50 50 chance it's gonna be a good day it's gonna be a bad day me and rob were talking about the song the ice cube i love that song today is a good day some of you may not know what that is but I, that is my song and i listen to that song when pastor Teresa's not around when they're not in the house i'll be like today is a good day i, I love that song <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm yelling domino. I love that song. So it's a 50-50 chance whether it's going to be a good day, Steph, or you're going to get eaten alive. You're going to get eaten alive by marital problems, relationship problems. You're going to get eaten alive by financial problems. You're going to get eaten alive, no way, by sickness. 50-50 chance. Yeah. It's if you got no unity in your home, you got no peace, you got no joy, you don't want to go home. The enemy's watching, seeing if there's a foothold, something that he can take a hold of. You ain't got no unity at your job. Who wants to go to work and be at work with people they don't like, Lance? Eight, nine, ten hours. You be complaining about a job. Nobody else on your block is working. You getting up going to work and you complaining. And what's the Lord say? Always be joyful. Always Pray and be thankful in all circumstances. I'm commissioning you to do this because you're my children. So the enemy prowling around. I want to show you something. And I asked a couple people if it was if it was too much, but I want to show you this and then I want to talk about it. So I'm gonna before you see it, there's there's no um volume. So I'm gonna turn down the lights a bit. Okay, bam, there we go. That's a bit. So I'm gonna show you this and just just Watch, they're at a uh, a nature reserve. What was that? It was a tiger, a lion. We don't need to see it again, right? Okay. So we. 
It went fast. Show, show it one more time. So, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. She got out of the car because she was having an argument with the driver. Oh. Because you'll notice the car is still rolling, and he and he and they're in a nature reserve. She got out. So the car is still rolling a bit because he doesn't know what's going on. See the car still rolling. Maybe maybe it was her car. He wasn't driving right, and he was like, maybe look, they're talk, they're talking, arguing. Watching. It is. I watched it last night. I was like, oh. Uh, she didn't make it. You mean to be with the Lord? Yes. The tiger. Okay, so we're talking about up to 500 pounds, up to three feet high, with the tail about six feet long. So when Peter says that the enemy is watching, he's waiting, he's seeking to devour you, he ain't playing. When I say you got a 50-50 chance when you wake up in the morning, that's what it is. So here's the thing. The enemy wants to confuse you. The enemy wants to depress you. The enemy wants to make you angry so that you can stop doing what you're doing. They have signs all over the nature reserve. Do not get out of the car. But when you enter in, there are signs in Chinese in English, in Spanish, in Hebrew, do not get out of the car. They have, if you're on a bus, they have people with bullhorns. He's like, okay, we're gonna go to this stop. Do not get off the bus. Because the enemy is around. Now, she wasn't paying attention to the signs. What's the signs? The sign is your word. The signs is what I'm doing right now. You're not paying attention to the signs. The signs are the Holy Spirit speaking to you when you meet somebody and there's something about that person that you can't quite put your finger on, but it says, walk away, walk away now, walk away, walk away now. <laughs> signs. I was telling somebody the other day, and maybe I shared it with you guys, I was in a relationship with this girl, and I've said this before. And I use it because it was this woman. She was a woman. She wasn't a girl. She was in my bed. I was walking to the refrigerator to eat. If you don't know me, you know I eat all the time. I was walking to the refrigerator to get something to eat. She was in my bed, Lance. The Lord spoke to me audibly and said, leave her alone, John. I did like this. <laughs> One bedroom apartment in New York. That's it. Ain't nobody in there but me and her. She's snoring. I turned around and I said, that ain't God. Oh. It was a sign. Oh, Lord of mercy, it was a sign. It was a sign because he could see further down the line. And he knew what was going on, but I didn't do it because the benefits were too great. I mean, she was... I'm mean, not that benefit, but the other benefits. She, she was, I mean, she was, I mean, uh, I was, she was paying my rent. She was buying her, her mom was buying me clothes. I mean, just, you know, I loved her family. She was all right, but I loved her family. <laughs> and I didn't have family. And I would go eat Sandra over their house. She would take me out. I mean, you know, the whole nine with all of that. But I didn't do it. She would get me work. She helped me, you know, 
branch out on my own to start my own consulting thing right before 9-11 when 9-11 happened you know i was doing boom you know the boost in work because there was a lot of work to be done i was doing pro bono work but i didn't pay attention to the signs and uh it got ugly ugly Ugly, so much so I hadn't seen her in two years. She called me on the night before my wedding saying I had the same cell phone. My friend said, you're going to leave her and you're going to come. I was like, you need to take your medication. You know, it was bad. It was bad. So bad, Stephanie, that even though I had established clients around the country, a lot of them I established through her. And every time they called me to work, I had to work with her, Zandra. So I had to, I had, it got to the point where I had to turn down thousands of dollars worth of work because I wasn't paying attention to the signs, Monica. Now this lady, she's in the car. The signs are saying, do not get out of the car. The driver or somebody made her mad. And she's like, I'm getting out. They ain't gonna tell me what to do. 50-50 chance, the enemy. She is no longer here. You saw how that, that tiger or lion dragged her, dragged her off the street. Snatched her. Quick. The enemy. The enemy. So, so I want to talk to you today about lion chasing. Lion chasing. Lion chasing. People were like, what? Chasing the lion. Can you throw up for me? Second uh, Samuel twenty three twenty. Can you guys see this? Twenty three twenty. They're playing, and you hear them. So let me ask you this. I, you, one of the things that I don't like, I don't like to hike, but I love to walk. Love to walk, and especially at twilight, I love to walk. But if you say let's go for a hike, I will say no. And then somebody told me they're the same thing. I don't know if they're the same thing or not, but if you say hike, I can't get with it, but I can get with a walk. So you're walking, right? You're walking, and you're walking in the wilderness. Let's just say, what are you guys walk around here? The mountains, out where we are, in the canyon. You're walking in the canyon. You're walking in the canyon, and you see something moving, like way, way over there where the cars are. And then you hear, and then you do what? What do you do? You run? No. No, no you don't run. What, what, all right. what, what do you do? What do you do? You hear? What? Okay. Play dead. I'm thinking play dead. I'm thinking play dead. No, you run? What do you do? Okay, wait, hold up. So, so you know what? That's all cool and good, but 500 pounds, this big, Taser probably will make him mad. If it ain't a Glock, then, right? So, oh, you said a Glock? I, like, I thought I heard Glock. So, what do you do? Tell me what you do. All right, wanna hear, so, what do you do? Pray to God. You pray to God. That's what I would start doing and play dead. Lord, please, I hope you don't. <laughs> Lord, please don't let him see me dead. No, I'm, I'm playing dead. Don't move. Don't open your eyes. I'm like, play dead. Play dead. What, what would you do, right? Repent? I said, Monica's like, repent. Lord, I know I'm going to die. I'm sorry for all the things that I've done. Please forgive me. I, I, okay, I, I see my life. You know what? I remember that. I did, I did that was wrong. That was wrong, Lord. I know it's over. That's, so you repent? Okay. What would you do? What would you do? Ha. Yeah? I would rebuke him. You would rebuke him in the name of Jesus. 
That's what I'm talking about. In the name of Jesus. Boom, in the name of Jesus. You ain't messing with me. You know what? I'm with you, Rod. I, I hear you, and that makes sense to me, but I'm thinking in my heart, if I was out there, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, Lord. I would have to, I would, I'm sure. I would have, I'd be like, okay, I got to run. I don't have a taser. I don't have a Glock. I got to either run or pray. Run or pray. Run or pray. Okay. In the name of Jesus. Right, right. Run and pray. Pray as I'm running. Yes. Yes. What would you do? And then if you ran, where would you run? Help. Look for help. You would look for a lion chaser somebody who could take care of the somebody who killed the lion right you would look for somebody to kill the lion that's right so i want to use rod's point god is looking for lion chasers God wants us to be lion chasers. There are things that are happening in our lives that we think are way too big for God. We know they're too big for us, but we think they're way too big for God. And if he made the universe, if he made the universe, then he can stop a lion. When I was 17, 15, there was this news thing that happened. You know, we were coming off. My stepfather was a was a um, pastor in Eagle Lake, Eagle Lake, Texas, and uh, we had been at church all day, all day. We left at four, and we didn't get back till nine. That's why I didn't go to church for a number of years. <laughs> but in the radio, on the radio, we heard in the car that somebody broke into this house, and that a little girl. Maybe uh, Jazz's age, he came and he said, he broke in and the little girl ran in and the guy was getting ready to grab her. And she's like, I bind and rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And it says, the reporter said that the man stumbled back and the father got in and subdued him. And I was like, that's the power. That's the power. And then I was watching something on Spike television. You guys ever watch Spike? Spike TV? I like the, I like the dumb criminals ones. I love the dumb criminals ones, Josh. I don't know why. Cause you know what? Maybe this is before I was saved. I was like, okay, if I was gonna do that, I would do that differently, right? So, so they have it, and you know, and then they get these comedians on, and the comedians start, you know, making jokes. But you see it on camera. You don't hear about it, but you see it. There is a um, black woman. I think she is the sales. Person. And then there's a white woman. Not that their ethnicities matter. I don't know why. I'm telling you that. <laughs> and she is uh, purchasing. I can't remember which side, but a robber comes in. They're in a jewelry store. They're in a jewelry store. And he comes in with a gun. And he said, You've seen it. <laughs> and he says, Whatever he says, give me your money or your life. And the, the white lady does like this, but the black lady says, I bind and rebuke you in the name of. She was behind it. She walked out from behind the counter. She backed this dude out of the store. He had the gun. He was like. <laughs> now, it's funny, but we're talking about the power of God. God wants us to be lion chasers. We got stuff going on in our lives. We got stuff going on at our jobs. We got stuff going on with our bodies. And we're like, oh, Lord, this is so bad. I don't know what's going on. No, that's not the kind of God we serve. That's not the kind of God we serve. He wants you to say, Lord, this is what's going on. This is what's going on, and I know you can fix it, Lord, so walk me through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not, I'm not setting up residence here, but the enemy wants to confuse you. The enemy wants to make you 
ignore the signs and get mad enough to get out of the car and take long enough to do like this and all that that some people do while the door is open so he can snatch you off the face of the earth because do not be mistaken he is trying to kill you there is a ministry that is birthing in you that is going to be birthed in you that the lord wants you to do that the enemy is trying to take from you sean trying to take from you and he ain't playing we talking about a black ops navy seals uh, what's what's that movie we were talking about he's this dude remember the movie we were talking about man from nowhere the man from nowhere loved that movie it's about this cat nobody knows but this dude you don't want to mess with him because he is taking everybody out. That's what the enemy's like. But we sleep on him. We don't believe the signs. We don't believe what's being said. And the Lord is talking to us all the time. Now, this dude, Benaniah, he was in charge of David's royal army. And he was over the special forces. He was over a group of mercenaries. So this dude was no joke. He fought a seven foot. Now, I had to, I want to do this. Uh, Christian, come forth. Christian says he's 5'10". I'm 6'10", in my mind, and um, hold the microphone for me. Stand, stand up straight. So, so Ben and Naya, he fought a dude that was seven and a half feet tall. That dude had a spear, and Ben and Naya had a club. In his hand, yeah, that's the, he had a club in his hand, and this is seven and a half feet. Wow, Christian, you're, that's seven and a half feet. Christian, dude, this says six one. You ain't, you're not, no, it says six two. <laughs> so tell people you're six two from now on, because this is, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. So the dude fought a dude with seven and a half feet. This is seven and a half feet. What do you do when you see somebody like that? <laughs> you run it. I didn't say somebody. Thank you. I didn't say somebody coming to harm you. But what if if somebody that you encountered a person like this that wanted to harm you? What would you do? You run. Let me ask somebody who really knows. Rod. Rod. The dude. The dude. The dude is this tall. What do you do? Yeah, I'm asking you. What would you do? Uh, I would probably slap the groin area and then probably hit him in the throat after that. <laughs> groin area, throat pop, and then just I would go to knees on that head. Bam, bam, because once he once he bends down, but seven and a half feet, right? So he's seven and a half feet. So here's the thing. He had to fight this cat. He had to fight this cat. This cat had a sword, a spear, and all he had was a hand with some skin on it and a club. I'll get that later. That's all he had. They didn't do it, right? Uh, that's all he had. God is preparing you. Whatever you're going through, your God is preparing you. Here's the thing. When you read this scripture, it says that he had to fight two Moabite champions champions thank you they call them lions 
lion-like men. If you read another translation, it said he had to fight two lions, and then he chased a lion. God is never going to, and you, I know you hear this all the time, he's never going to put more, more on you than you can bear, but God is preparing you for where you're going. If you're, le- if you're transitioning, we've been talking about leaving one place, going to the next place. He's building those muscles. So when you fight two people at once, and Rod knows this, Rod might do it differently, but whenever I've been in fight with more than one person, what do you do? When you're in a fight with more than one person, you get somewhere that your back is safe. Or you grab one person, and it's the power. You grab one person, and you hold that person in between the other person. Come here. Come, come, come. Both of you. Two. That's why I did two. So I'm going to use James. He's, he's a little bit more pliable. <laughs> so when I've been in fights, and it's, I'm fighting two people, and two people are against me like this, then... You know, I grab this person and I keep this person in front of me. That's what I would do. Or you put your back against the You put your back against the wall, Rod. What would you do? My back against the wall. You put your back. Thank you. Thank you. You put your back against the wall. <laughs> right. So, so the Lord is preparing you. He prepared Benaniah to be a lion chaser. He wasn't always a lion chaser. And why did he chase the lion? He chased the lion because he was trying to save the people. He was trying to save his kids. He was trying to save his mom. Because nobody just chases a lion. He was trying to save them because that was his call. God has called you. And here's the thing. Some of you, the Lord has kind of spoken and said, you know, I need you to pray for this person because I need you to pray for licorice because da-da-da-da. Or he'll just say pray for licorice. Or pray for Nicole, because soccer practice is hard. And she's going to college. First time, afraid. Pray. Sometimes he tells me, gives me a glimpse, and sometimes he doesn't. But I've learned to be obedient. He says, pray for Rosie so she can stop hitting Naomi. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Just pray. Just pray. So... Lion chasing. Everybody in here has something that they're going through. Everybody in here has something that they're facing. Not to mention the stuff that God has given us to overcome because we all got stuff. We all got stuff. Paul talks about the thorn in his side. He's like, I prayed for the Lord to take it away and he didn't do it. He said, my grace is sufficient. Everybody got something, whether it's an addiction to this thing or that thing or whether it's carnalness. I spoke about my, my sweets. I'm on a fast right now from TV and sweets and the Lord was like, yeah, he was like, go do it. And I was like, nah, dude, he got me getting up at 6.30 every morning and I'm not a morning person. So by the time I see that dude at school, I'm irritated, right? Get, he was like, I need you to get up every day at 6.30, John, get up. I'm like, he woke me up the other morning. I thought something was going on. I jumped out of the bed. I was like, ah, ah. And I was like, oh, is everything's good? The Spirit of the Lord said, it's 6.30. I was like, Come on, man. <laughs> so I talked to Pastor Teresa that day on the way. She was like, I heard you going in in prayer. I heard you. That's great. I said, nah, we were fighting. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, what? Nah, man. I was in, I was in the, I go in my closet and I shut the door and I was yelling. What's up, man? You know, I was just going off. Just going off. Right? <laughs> just going off because I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. 
but I'm not there. It's just like, I want you to get up every day at 6.30 and meet with me. Saturday, 6.30. This morning, 6.30. Tomorrow, 6.30. I was like, how long are we going to do this? He was like, you just keep getting up until I tell you not to get up anymore. Lion chasing. The Lord is looking for lion chasers, right? The scripture says, if you resist the enemy, then he will flee. How do you do that? I'm going to end this. I'm going to end this and then we're going to we're going to go home. But if you resist the enemy, then we're free. This will be a two parter. You told me that you told me that last night. And I said, no, nah, I'm going to get it all in. OK, I'm listening. How do you resist the enemy? Stand. Stand. You do what? Take up the whole armor of God, your shield of righteousness and the breastplate of righteousness. And the yeah, the sword and your shield. Who knows what a buckler is? <laughs> a shield and a buckler. We talk about the buckler. The shield. When we talk about the shield, the shield is something like this. It's about this big, and you can stand behind it like this. Right? And the, and the Roman soldiers had a shield. And it maybe it was a little bit wider, but they could put them up. Who saw 300? Like in 300? Yeah, those shield. Yeah, 300. Right? But a buckler is a smaller shield that you wear on your side. It's round. And this is why, because if you fight in somebody who knows how to use their spear or a knife, this is my butterfly knife in my hand, that's why I'm doing this. If you're fighting somebody who knows how to use their spear and their knife, if they come at you a certain way, they're coming over your shield, they can't get it. They come like this, but they might do this and come around, pow, and your buckler is there. He is our shield and our buckler. It's round and you keep it on your side, right? Because they used to fight with a sword and a little short knife. Right? So they would fight like this, which is, I love that kind of stuff. I don't like guns, but I love knives. I can't have any. My wife just bought a new knife set, and I was like, I couldn't wait to wash them. <laughs> she was like, I want to go. And I said, yeah, you go. And yeah, that's a whole other thing. Oh, hey, hey, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Y'all got something. I ain't worried about it. And so I pulled them out, and they were like, because we got these little Nice, and she bought them at Costco, and they're all different colors, and they have little sheaths that they go in to match the colors. Oh man, it was so glorious! <laughs> I washed them, and then I was playing with them in my hand, and I was stabbing stuff. It was awesome. And then she came home, and I had to put them away. But since my tablet is out, <laughs> being a lion chaser, that God is calling you to chase. Lions. God is calling you to face whatever fear it is, whatever's going on. Not so much because we will do what we, what we can for our children, for our family. But God wants you to stand for him. What the man say? Is it worth it? Is the gospel worth it? Because some of you are about to go through hell if you're not already there. Some of you are coming out of hell. Some of us are like, okay, let me just, you know, hang up the pictures now because we've been here for a minute. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay because the giant that you see before you, the lion that you hear roaring, whether you're playing dead or you got your taser or whatever it is, whatever it is, the lion that you see before you does not have the authority to make you a victim. God has given you the power to be a victor. Amen. And you got to stand. You got to read your word. You got to keep the scripture to go. You got to pray. 
if you pray, if you pray and you ask the Lord for direction, he will tell you. If you pray and you ask the Lord, where should I start reading the Bible? He will tell you. If you pray and you ask the Lord, how do I pray and talk to you? He will tell you. The question is, are you listening? Go ahead. You can start playing. Boom. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for the word today. I'm sorry. I, I, you did tell me that this was going to be a two-parter. Father, I ask you to plant in everybody's heart, Lord, the desire to be a lion chaser. It could be something as simple as praying with the lady next door. It could be simple, simple as saying good morning to that person in the wheelchair that you see every day that you run past to get into your car. Something as simple as that, going up to the school asking, can I volunteer for reading time? It could be something as big, if you have money, giving it to whoever, whoever you say, Lord. Going to the hospital, to the prison, praying with people, talking to people, Lord. My prayer is that everybody in here believes the promise, Lord. That a promise is still the promise and they have the faith to see that promise to fruition, Lord. Because you are waiting to bless people with healing, to bless people with relationships, to bless people with children, Lord. You are waiting to move in a miraculous way, Lord. So today, Father, I ask that you speak to their hearts, our hearts, Lord, and show us how to become the lion chaser that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.